Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Now, uh, let's get on to some battles. Uh, first of all, we'll go to the front row battle. Tino for Asua Ma'alawi versus Josh Papali'i uh, with Josh Papali'i versus Bolo Haas. Oh, fuck, talk about worlds colliding. Holy Jesus. shit. Has there been a fucking bigger, like a bigger forward pack, like front row battle? Yeah, all four of them. All four of yeah. them. You know I mean? Usually like, you know, you got Petro. <laughs> Whereas like when you look at this, Payne Haas, Junior Polo, Papali'i and Fasuma, that is big fucking boppers. Yeah, I know a lot of people have been a little bit critical on Tino, but fuck, if you watch the Gold Coast Titans, oh, and how fuck. different their middle looked without him. Oh, my God. Just shows how important he is. Tino, if Tino didn't do what he did at the Titans, and this is no disrespect to the current players because they work really hard, but they'd probably be on the bottom of the there table. There was a Tino-sized hole in their defensive yeah. line. Yeah. Like That's no it disrespect. Was, it's more just like Tino's just... It's just how good he is. ...works his yeah. dick off for that team. Yeah, Josh Papali's been in good form for He's Cam like Cam Murray for... Weeks. Cam Murray for the right, Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. I, I would argue Tino might be more... I think he is more important mm. to the Titans. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. You've also got Payne Haas. He's coming off a pretty tough few weeks. I'm sure he'll be stoked just to get into a... I think I'm actually scared. I'm actually becoming a bit yeah. fucking scared that the, this has all happened and his next game. So he gets booed. His next game is to play for New South Wales. It's almost like a actually really interesting quote with the pain heart. So last week he said on an article, and I think he said it before all this came out. So this, uh, this article was done by Andrew Webster, uh, Google Andrew Webster pain heart. It's a fantastic article, like mm-hmm. really, really good article. And it just shines a very different light. Like it, it's like what we were saying the other week with pain. Like the bloke that we know doesn't match up with what's happening over here. And this article acknowledges what's going on, but also shows like the kind of guy he is. Like, for example, he had an agreement to meet Web- Webby up at um, Brizzy for an interview, full on interview. And then last minute, Payne has decided to stay in Newcastle, go to his cousin's birthday, and then also like maybe a baptism or something along that, whatever it was, it was something family orientated. And Haas messaged him and said, hey, sorry, mate, late change. Um, I'll be in Newcastle, so why don't you just 
come to Newey and I'll pay you your tickets that you bought for Brisbane. So Payne has offered to give him money for the tickets awesome. that he bought. Like most, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, anyway, but in the article, Payne said, sometimes I wish I could start my career over. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that says something. That says something. And I wonder, I wonder this, to me, it seems that saying, I wish I had been at a club that, you know, would be chasing premierships early on. Again, massive assumption. And if that is the case, I totally get it. I, I honestly would rather pain come out and just go, look, I want to win premierships. Like, I'm sorry, I want to win premierships. And I'm willing to take less. You can't hold that up. against you. I would be like, yeah. you know what? Fair enough, bro. Because guess what? No one's going to be calling your phone when this career ends and fucking you got, you're struggling or whatever with knee injuries, back injuries. Uh, but what are your thoughts on that, that comment that sometimes I wish I could start my How career? How do you actually take that? Do you, do you, did you read that as he just wishes he could have been in a premiership race earlier in his well, career? Just, or how do you well, to say I wish I could start my career over, like he came into grade, signed a really long deal. Mm. And so I think it may have been him. And it, maybe it's other things, like he's had an issue with his management and all that kind of stuff. But I take it as, you know, maybe he would have signed shorter deals and okay. potentially gone to a club because like his first three years of NRL has been he hasn't played fucking pretty much any finals footy except for one game yeah and I mean it's a really has, interesting statement it is an interesting statement and you know I'm sure when, when he was younger and signed with the Broncos he would have thought fuck how good's this biggest brand in rugby league like I don't think anyone could have anticipated it play out oh. the way that it has like it, it, it's crazy um yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure what context to sort of make out of that comment. I, I think you could take it one of many ways. Is it a shot at sort of management he's been through? Is it maybe a shot at how he maybe handled himself over the last two years? Yeah, that's a good point. struggling? Um, yeah, I, I haven't read the article myself, so I'd, I'd like a bit more context into it. What do so you basically, uh, I wish I could start all over again. That was a quote. Um, and then... He just in the article he talks about a lot of stuff he's dealt with off the field, which is you know, you know, for example, he he was in hospital with his and it, and again go and read the whole article. There's a great article. It's on Sydney Morning Herald. He was like in hospital with his brother. Got told basically that it's the end. Went and played for the Raiders against the Raiders for the Broncos because the Broncos were like no no you don't have to and he was like no we're at the bottom of the table the club needs me. Mm. So I understand people's frustration with the signed contract everything like that, but like. Are you telling me that bloke doesn't care about yeah. the players? Yeah, so that? that comment seems more than just winning comps to me. Yeah, you reckon? Deep. I think like he's obviously, you know, it is what it is. He's made some mistake, mistakes off the field too, and I'm sure he would correct those if he could as well. So, yeah, I, I reckon that's a – fuck, it's a deep thing for – what is he, 22? <laughs> yeah, it's a huge call. It's you know a, what I mean? It's, it's yeah, a big call to say that. What do you reckon, Timmy? Mate, we, uh, we love to speculate a bit on this and, and throw a few curly ones out there. I have no idea. Um, mm. in that he could be referring to anything from any different area of his life of his footy career whatever I, I don't know mm. what is coming up there I, I'd love to know more about it now that you've brought it up but but you could put out four or five different narratives yeah. of what he's talking about and I probably wouldn't push back yeah. on them it could go I'd, one of a few ways there yeah it was I, it, the, basically the context is he's reflecting on you know the last few years and um, you know dealing with personal stuff outside of football um yeah, because like outside of winning Origin series, like unfortunately for Payne, he really hasn't had much go his way. 
pretty much. Yeah, like week in, week out. Go his way. Yes. Yeah, like we've seen all the. Yeah, the off-field stuff. Obviously, and all, all, all the family stuff with his brother and stuff looks like it's, it's just been a fucking awful few years for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's a big thing to say for. Sorry for repeating <laughs> myself, but that's a huge thing to say for a twenty-two-year-old. Um, so basically, this is the context of it, and I implore you all um, to go read this. Uh, basically, says if only life was as simple as playing football, and then quote. In my mind, I'm bulletproof on the field. I'm not bringing that off-field stuff around the boys. I pride myself on not being that person. My footy can take care of itself. But I have some demons when I come off the field. Sometimes I drift away. I won't lie. We're all human. I do drift away, as people have seen. He finishes the sentence with a chuckle, then says one of the saddest things I've ever heard an athlete admit, especially one who's only 22, I wish I could start my career all over again. So I think when, I, when you read in that context, I think it's everything. You know what I mean? Just like everything when it comes to like maybe a few off-field discretions, maybe where he lived, where he didn't live, all the stuff he's gone through with his family well, as it well. It sounds like there could be more that we don't know too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he's been, been through a lot off the fucking field. Yeah. A lot off the field. I must say, I definitely didn't take that as regretting to be with Brisbane. Like Did I, you? Okay. I didn't. I haven't thought that in the slightest. You know what? I probably thought that because I'm reading an article from before the Brisbane situation. But I'm reading, I'm reading it after the Brisbane situation, so I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I mean, he's had a lot of stuff going off the field and, you know, obviously that's out of his control. Maybe he's referring to how he handled some of those things. Maybe he's referring to how he's handled his management, how he's handled, you know, just how he's handled things. And obviously he's human, he makes mistakes, but he's like, when I make a mistake, no one gives a fuck. When he makes a mistake, the whole world finds out. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I, yeah, and so, that, but I implore everyone, I understand your feelings in regards. No one's more, wants pain to stay more than me. Go and read this article though, and it will show you a, a much different side to Haas. And also it will explain, you know, that this guy's got a lot going off, on off the field. And also when it, when it came down to really being there for the club and playing in a game while his brother is on life support and then having to go and say goodbye to his brother after, uh, it's a great article. So Sydney Morning Herald, uh, Andrew Webster with Payne Haas. And you may see a little bit of a different side to Payne. The side that we've all kind of come to know with our interactions with him. Like, you know, I actually messaged him and said, like, just so you know, mate, I've said my thoughts on, you know, your current current contract situation. Wasn't overly negative. Wasn't having a go at you. Um, and I just said, look, if you ever, if I ever say anything wrong or something you disagree with, just shoot me a message and we can, we can talk about it anytime. And I just said, also, regardless of what you do, thank you for your, what you've done for the club so far. And he wrote back straight away, said, um, he said, mate, I really do appreciate the message. Like, I really, really do. Um, and I totally understand you having to do that. I, I've only had two or three interactions with him, but they've all been so positive. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, so Payne has, he's his first game back. I think he's he may have the best game he's ever had at origin level. I think he's in for a f- massive, massive one. What do you think, Timmy? I'm excited. And we when we go out to the jewels of the, the props, <clears throat> you look at the, the four boys there, Haas, Paulo, Fusua Malawi, Papali. Yeah, all right, similar enough players in the sense they're all quite explosive, power, dynamic forwards. But when you break them all down, they're all so different, aren't they? So you've got mm. Payne Haas, who's got probably the biggest motor for a front row I've just about ever seen. Ever seen. Uh, you go Junior Paulo, who, mate, he's one of the best, has one of the best passing games for a front row in the NRL. Mm. And, like, he's another bloke who'll be pretty pivotal to this, like, early ball movement from the Blues. Yep. He'll have a big say in that. Tino Fasuam, and that also has a terrific offload. Fasuam Malawi, probably the most dynamic out of the lot of them, and just as a power forward. Then you've got Josh Papali, who's 
you know, probably still the, the premier front row in the NRL, mm. give or take maybe Payne Haas now, but they're all so different in their own right and, mm. and I can't wait to see them go toe-to-toe and, and who'll win those duels, but what a cracker. Especially yeah. in Sydney. You know yeah. it's going to be through the middle. I just, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be through the middle. I, I just think Payne, with everything that's gone on, he's, he's a guy that, like, he clearly fights through adversity and I think that it, him representing his state, he, he'll probably be cheered more than ever. Because of everything that's, you know what I mean? Like, he will you, be. yeah, because yeah. New South Wales will be like, yeah, fuck the Broncos. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Though, yeah. it's a fair, fair. Yeah. I, I promise you, I bet you he gets a big fucking. Yeah, he cheer. will. I'll be yeah. one of them. Uh, exactly, exactly. And I think he'll thrive in that environment where, yeah, I think he's in for a massive game. I, I even to, think just during the week he'll have so many guys that'll put their arm around him, which he probably hasn't had much over. the Yeah, last few absolutely. Weeks. And tell and 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 they'll honestly there'll be so much more to that contract situation that we all don't know mm. that I guarantee that. Some of the senior players have gone to Haas and be like, mate, I've been through that as well. This is what I did. I totally empathise with you. Because only people that have been through it together can really understand. You know who that. went through it? Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking oath. Yep. That's another interest. That's a really interesting point because we spoke about last week how it's really interesting. Freddie took pain into camp because he's openly said, I do not like players with all their contract negotiations in the public. But Freddie said that he actually pulled Haas aside when he got there and had a, like a real speech chat to him. And he said, uh, basically, Freddie came out and said, Hass is different than everyone else. He, he can handle it and he'll actually play better. Um, which I respect Freddie for addressing that because yep. it, it was something I think that you know, fans were a bit like, well, but he's got a point. Like, tell me any other player that has been as outrageously consistent in such a poor side any other player. Man, I can't believe how well he played that night when they were booing him. Yeah, it was incredible. He just kept going. I, I can't believe the crowd kept going. <laughs> yeah. Like when you looked at the performance he put out. Yeah. And that's like, the, the irony is that's why we need him at the club. Yeah. Like that's why like this guy had a stadium booing him and he was still ripping and tearing until the 80th minute. That's that's the kind of bloke he is when it comes to his actions. Now the money stuff, I get it. It's it pisses people off. I get all that. But that's why you've got to give respect where respect is due. And I don't think a lot of blokes would have gone to water when you're getting booed by your own fans. And, and fair team. enough, too. And they would have gone, they would have yeah. sucked. They would have said, all right, well, fuck you then. You don't want to fucking. So I, I um, however it turns out, I, as I've always said, I've got such respect. And I, I even, I heard you guys, you guys joking about it last week on Thursday, whenever that podcast is about how when we were out at DY and we G'd the whole crowd up to the boo when everyone came out, like. Fuck, it's rattling. It's rattling. I could not believe <laughs> yeah. how rattling it was, and I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. We were telling them to boo us, and it was still like, oh, shit. Um, anyway, to this front row battle, I think that it's really interesting because, like, you've got – but the way I see it is you've got, like, Tino versus Haas in the sense that you've got these, like, giant, young fucking throbbers. And then you've got Paulo and Papali'i. I would say Paulo is – Honestly, I think, and this may be hyperbolic, but I honestly think Bolo's, sorry, not Paulo, it's Bolo. I think his ball playing is as good as nearly any 13 in the comp. And I know that may be a bit hyperbolic, but I, I genuinely believe his ball playing is, it, as put it this way, it's good enough to be a 13's ball playing. That's how good I think yeah, well Bolo's ball playing is. But I would say I think Papali'i's like late footwork is probably just a little bit better than, like, let's say, let's say Bolo's ball playing is 10 out of 10. I would say Papali'i's ball playing is like maybe 7 out of 10. And then I would say Papali'i's footwork is probably like 9 out of 10. And I would say Bolo's footwork is maybe 7 or 8 out of 10. You know what I mean? So like where they they kind of cancel each other. experience on Papali's side. Yeah. And there he's done it. I think Bolo's been there long enough now though to... 
to oh, earn for that sure. mantle. But, mate, Papali's like, well, yeah. he would have played 20 odd Origins true. by now, wouldn't he? true. Because he sat on the edge for Origins. Yeah. So I, I really, it's going to be really interesting to see because is. Do you think that the, the the trump card that New South Wales have is Bolo's ball playing? Would you would you say that New South Wales front row is better than Queensland's front row? Form wise, form wise, probably yes, but there's not much in it. And for me, I think when it comes to front row as an origin, form goes out the window. Yeah, it's just it's whoever wants it more. Tears. Especially like I know I keep saying it, but coming back to Sydney again, where it's going to be tight. Mm. Like remember a few years ago when Payne Haas and Tino went at each other, like. <sighs> Like Payne Haas is going to be stoked to get out of Brisbane for a week, and I think Tino will be happy to be in a different environment with yeah, better footballers sure. around. For like sure. these two, they could kill each other out there. Yeah, like I love it. This is where your 18th man might become very important with Fuck these two. Hell. I can't <laughs> wait. They put a promo up on NRL Instagram uh, with those two boys, like you know, going at it. Even though they didn't throw punches, for me that's still like almost an iconic moment. Like two of the. Fucking big dogs going at it like that. You very rarely see that like shit. It shits me at the same time that they, they use that sort of promo for it. I know. They, they, they blow up about yeah. it, get all angry, but then they use it for promo because they know people watch. But I'd rather them use it than not use yeah, it. You yeah, know? that's fair. Yeah. Um, Timmy, so where do you think – we'll go give you a point of where you think New South Wales can win the front row battle and then where your point where you Queensland can win the front row battle. I just – there's so many different ways to attack it, isn't there? And mm. – I think I narrowly give the Blues the edge. And I look at – I know it's about the 15th time I've mentioned it in about the last 45 minutes, but the, the way that Freddie's picked his side with these – with the goal that worked so well for us last year in particular, to play laterally and spread the ball quickly, the, not only do you have the, the spine of Penrith with Isaiah Yo thrown in to quickly get the ball to another edge of the field – you throw Paulo in there, and you mentioned that he may, maybe that's the, the trump card in terms of differentiating the forward packs. But they, you then also throw Cam Murray in there, who's on the edge, who is a genuine ball-playing lock. You then have Jack Whiten, who is a half playing at centre, so he'll have one of the best passing games of any centre in the NRL. Not necessarily as a half, but as a centre he does. Mm. The whole team has been picked around that lateral movement, mm. and Paulo in the front row is that for me, so maybe that's the X factor where I just give it to the Blues. Um, you know, the other thing is... If there's one or two injuries early on and some forwards are expected to play big minutes, Payne Haas, it doesn't matter if it's a club land blowout or a six-all grind in origin, Payne Haas will go 80 minutes Easy. and won't stop. Crazy. Um, so I'm just giving it to the Blues. Yeah. Um, and just oh, – I struggle with two. Bolo. 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 It's so – it sucks because, like, they – you know, they just got used to people saying Paulo. Ugh. And you, you would have been like, well, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And you wouldn't want to like upset. So you let it go for so long. Same with um, Papaliki. That was Papali for so long. Uh, but yeah, Bolo. 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 Uh, we try to get it right here. Not always. What's I'd funny see is- them do more on the commentary. Like when 100%. they announce their teams. Like you should have the players. I, I, think- I, I, I always think when you watch like um, – like the NFL and the teams come out at the bottom and they say, oh, I'm blah, blah from this university. Yeah. But they should have the players saying their name, how it's pronounced. 100%. At the very least, have like an audio thing that comes up and says, Bolo. Yeah. You know, like mm. it would take... Let us know. Two se- yeah, let us know. Because yeah. like most like most of us, we want to get it right. Like yeah. we're not intentionally getting it wrong. Um, even though I'm literally the worst person ever with names. I get them wrong <laughs> but every it's the same week. Like if you're in a conversation with someone else and someone says your name wrong, like it's awkward to pull them up. Yeah. Imagine being a 19 year old coming yeah, in. You're not gonna pull, yeah, you're not going to pull up. You're, you're just say, happy to hey, be Freddie, there. Freddie, you said my name wrong. Yeah. Can you say, like, it's just, 
Yeah, I, I think they should have the players more involved with these with these situations and have them speak how it is. What but I don't get is it's such a small, easy fix. It would yep. literally take half an hour to get like, you know, Tango, get him to come in and say, because everyone says Tago. Yeah. Um, Timoko, like all that well, kind of stuff. After they do their promos with Nine and Fox, just, just sit them on a chair and bang. And, say say it, it, and, and, then, and then we would all get it right. A good point to back you up there, Guru. When um, Brian Tyler was coming in, mm. uh, everyone called him Brian 2, like mm. coming through, because that's just how it's yeah, spelled. So, yeah. And he was talking to Vossi, Andrew Voss, and Vossi goes, is it 2? And Brian Tyler replied, oh, it's actually Toto, but everyone calls me 2, so you can call me that. I was like, no, I'll call you how you want to be called. Yeah, so that, that's an example of the players like kind like, of being like a bit A lot of those guys it. that are coming through, like they're, they're, they're too polite for their own good. 100%. I mean, yeah. And especially a lot of young Polynesian boys, like yeah. when speaking to someone that's older or whatever, they're very like humble and respectful. They don't want to, you know, even me to, to a degree. Like I went to New Zealand and they, I'm pretty sure they were calling me Deenan, like commentators. Yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Well, I, I went through high school. Um, the guy that played for the Tigers for Canterbury, um, Azapele um, Fine, yep. F-I-N-E. Yeah. High school, everyone called him fine. Every teacher, everything. And he never said a word until he got to first grade. And I said to him, oh, mate, they're pronouncing your name right. He goes, no, they're actually pronouncing it right. I just didn't have the heart to tell any of this. And, and, and the thing, especially with um, Polynesian uh, last names, it's actually really important to their yeah. culture and their heritage. Like, it's not... Like for me, like Kemp, like it ma- it matters to me for sure. Like I'm, I love to represent my family and my bloodlines and that, but it's not ingrained in my culture. Yeah. Of like, you know, whereas Polynesian culture is very different when it comes to last names. So yeah, I definitely think that Fox and New South um, Nine, if anyone from Fox or Nine is listening to this or whatever, go um, speak to your, I guarantee the positive press you'll get from doing it will be absolutely worth it. It's like a win-win. Absolutely. No, it's a yeah. massive win and it will cost you nothing. You just get yeah. them to record it. And he can just go when they score a try or they got to get called out. Junior Bolo, that's it. Boom. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. We, we saw all the tapes this week of the old, you know, when the New South Wales team, used, uh, Origin team, used to come out and say, "Oh, yeah. Ryan Hoffman from where?" Yeah. Like, fuck! If you brought that back and just had the players saying their own names, yeah. it'd be unreal. Yeah, a few of the clubs have done it. They've started to yeah. do Instagram things that are like, you know, say, "Oh, this is how you say our name." I think the Eels did it. Like for uh, who was it? Like I think like Penasini isn't actually Penasini; it's Bensini. Mm. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm pretty sure. And then obviously the Tango one, uh, Tomoko. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, a bit a, of a tangent there. As a bloke who often gets uh, called Kim by telemarketers, I can really sympathize. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a pretty hard name to stuff up. You'd, you'd be surprised. Hey, if we're stuffing up Tim, we're stuffing <laughs> up fucking. Um, anyway, okay, so so how. Okay, so you've, you've said how New South Wales, how do you think. Guru, how do you think Queensland can win this battle in the front row? In the front row, uh, I think the experience of um, of uh, Josh pa- Josh Papali will be super important. But I, <laughs> you just fucked it up, Josh Papali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, yeah, mate, I, I just think the the, the bench is going to be really important. Um, you obviously got Lindsay Collins, Paddy Carrigan. Collins, I, I think he's going well at the moment, but he is coming back off an ACL injury. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you're talking about this front row battle, you've you, you got to go th- throw these guys in there too. I think Ryan Madison will play through the middle. I just think his leg speed will be incredible. And then Regan Campbell-Gillard as well, just just a, Aggressive. a completely different body shape as well. And I think RCG, what, what he's going to be able to do too is just lift the tempo. Yeah. Like he'll come on and just start flying out of the line. And if the boys get on back of that, it'll be really hard for Queensland to go with them. Um, yeah, in my opinion, I, I just see them as evenly matched. I really, really do. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't, you know, look, 
Like, for example, I'd say Payne Haas, ball running, maybe a little bit better meter eater than Tino, but I would say Tino's defense, he, he's got a better uh, lateral movement in defense and gets through more work. Like, I understand he misses some tackles, but that's because he's getting through so many. Um, and also, he, he goes for a lot of... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like... He doesn't just stay in his lane and do his own job. He often, often tries to cover and everything. Um, and then you've got Bolo versus Papali'i. Look, just two stalwarts of the game now. Uh, it's going to be an absolute epic battle. Now, nine versus nine. This is an interesting one. And because think- Benny, Hunt, Benny Hunt at Origin is almost the best nine in the comp. Yeah, I think he is the best nine. <laughs> at Origin. Yeah, at Origin. Um, yeah. what do you, where do you guys see this going? This and battle? this is where I think you'll see, you'll be able to tell who won the front row battle. Mm. between these nines here. Um, Damien Cook, obviously, you know, he's been well-renowned for his running game over the last few years, but we haven't really seen it as much as we would have liked, and I think that's part of that's the impact of Wayne Bennett at South Sydney. But even in the Origin Marina, I don't think he's run as much as, as he should for the talent that he has. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Ben Hunt, I... <laughs> If, if Ben Hunt's man of the match in game one, I will not be shocked in the slightest. So he's won player of the series for Queensland, two of the last three series. Has he really? Yeah. Yeah. That shouldn't surprise me, but it does. Like, uh, it's he is such a fr- – I thought game three last year, he was unreal for yeah. them. He just oh, – I love the pick. I would have gone with Grant and I've said it a few times, but now that Hunt's there, I'm heaps more worried. And, yeah, I, I personally think that, that Hunt will play more of a role than just your opening hooker. I think he'll play a bit of 13 and yeah. roam around a little bit. And um, I think the, the big difference for me between these nines is the, the kicking game of Hunt. Mm. And Absolutely, Damien Cookie can kick, but it's nowhere near the, the level of a Ben Hunt. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think Hunt just having that extra bit of attack out of dummy half, especially on your last tackles, to really draw everyone in there around the ruck. Yep. Uh, and it's you know, such a weapon to have to worry about a fucking nine hitting a forty twenty. It's yep. yeah. Cam Smith used to be the king of that. You're in Origin, you've got Queensland on the pump. Smithy would just go, all right, sweet, pop out, boom, early kick, and you're going, oh fuck me. Yeah. Uh, where do you see this, Timmy? Cookie versus Hunt. To Ripper, Cookie, I think he's been on a carve at times in the last, well, probably even last year at times during the Origin Series. A lot of that came off the back of Latrell and Tommy Turbo mm. through the middle, coming out of their own end of the field. And he'd get these like ridiculously quick play laws and say, see you later. I think with them two out, uh, these, and Queensland just having a, a, probably a better side than we've seen in recent years, those opportunities will be less frequent. Mm. Benny Hunt, as I said, they're both going to look to run at any opportunity they can. And one thing I notice, and I, you mentioned it there briefly, but the best indication of who's winning the forward battle is how often the hooker is running. And mm. I was watching the Penrith game on the weekend, watching Appy Coruscant quite closely. And Penrith are on top in that, pretty, that game pretty well. Um, but Appy hardly had an opportunity to run. And I'm sitting there going, you know what, the Doggies middles and their pack are doing a pretty good job on Penrith's pack here tonight. And it'll be the same this week. If after 25 minutes you've seen Cook take 10 runs and Hunt have two or vice versa, 
that's basically your indicator of who's winning the middle. And mm. I know there's more that goes to that, but yeah. essentially, if your four packs going forward, your hooker is going at all stages. So, mm. uh, looking forward to it. Do you think the Harry Grant, the ability for Queensland to bring Harry Grant off the bench, is a trump card that you know? Because obviously, New South Wales have sacrificed that, basically sacrificed having a very specific you know, explosive 14 to come on. Do you think that's Queensland's trump card in the middle, Harry Grant through the middle? Big time. Yeah. I, I think he's – I heard someone say it during the week. I'm not sure who it was, but he's the – he's the only player that uh, that uh, who's going to come off the bench and the game's going to change yeah, straight away. Lockyer. They basically Lockyer said, said yeah, to, yeah, Queensland are the – like it's basically the – well, Queensland are the only team that have a genuine like 14 that is made for that kind of basically that, that role. Yeah, like when Harry Grant comes on – you will see the field change. Yeah. <clears throat> you will see <clears throat> everything change for Queensland in an instant. Whereas Stephen Crichton, he will come on, he'll probably jump on at centre and Jack will move to lock. It's not as much of a change to a Harry Grant, a fresh body who's going to touch the ball 60 times in the next, you know, th- 35 minutes. So, yeah, I, I think Grant's going to have a big influence on this game. And, you know, the times that we have seen him dominate in origin is when he's come off the bench. Yeah. Fresh. Um, so, yeah, I... I yeah, he's another guy that I'm really worried about. Harry yeah, Grant. What do you reckon, Timmy? As a Blues fan, look at that Queensland lineup and go, what am I scared of? And let's be fair, there's a lot there. There's Cam Munsters, there's Caelan Pongers, there's Xavier Coates. Oh, you're nameless. The one that just stands out so far above anyone else is the bloke off the bench, and it's Harry Grant. I'm, like, I'm terrified of him coming onto this a tiring Blues pack. I mm. think he'll come on. Probably about the 25-minute mark and play 55 straight. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, particularly if the Maroons do get the, the ascendancy through the middle early on and the, the Blues are buggered, he's just going to carve us to bits. Yeah. So it's so important for us to at very least match Queensland early on through the middle, which we should. There's no reason why we shouldn't. But if we don't, Harry's going to come on and kill us. And and essentially, like he can win the game for him like that. He's that good. And as soon as he walks on the field, you will see a reaction from Munster and KP. Mm. They will just start to push yeah. and push and push, yeah. and then they'll be on the front foot. Then we're in trouble. It's uh, going to be really interesting if they keep Harry. Uh, sorry, they keep Ben Hunt at thirteen on the field, mm. or they take him off. I really wonder what they're going to do. But what is scary is if Ben Hunt goes to thirteen and they're both firing Oof. to defend that. You've got Grant and Hunt in that middle middle area there going to be super super hard especially like harry grant takes a scoot benny hunt takes a scoot like that's fucking tough to defend against plus you've got bruce's kicking game so if cam munts is under pressure benny hunt can just say yep won't pass me the ball i'll well, kick it deep and you got dc as well it was like the blues last year where they were just so relentless because you'd have damon cook darting off the back of the forward pack you'd have tommy turbo going whack latrell going whack and then because they were rolling forward so quick out of card coming and just chopping to bits Queensland, as a, with if Ben Hunt does go to 13 to play that sort of role and Queensland are rolling through the middle, it'll be the same. We'll have Pongers yep. come out, your Grants, Hunts, like Munsters. Going to be interesting. Very, what do you reckon about this uh, little battle in the nine role? Yeah, going back to what you said before about the forwards, I reckon, like, it's yes, it is close, but I, I, find, I feel that the Blues front rollers um, trump Queensland's because... Just like Paulo, uh, sorry, Ballo, as you said, has the um, that ball playing, that offload he's got as well. And they're both in the top 20, I think, in the NRL for, for metres this year per game, whereas the other two aren't even in the top 50. So based off that, um, that's where, I guess, Cook will, will, will shine. But on the other side of things, you're right, Ben Hunt's been one of the best players in the comp this year, and Harry Green is the reason pretty much, well, except for Munster, that they won that game three in 2020, I think it was. So that is at the that as a Blues fan is making me shit myself. The, the Harry Grant on the bench, definitely. 
Yeah, look, really, really interesting. Going to see what, how that. I mean, it just all depends. It really does depend on on um, Queensland's rotation. You know, does Cotter play eighteen? Does he fucking does he play? Sorry, eighty minutes? Does he get taken off? Did uh, Queensland run out like this, one to seven eight? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, can't see any reason why you change. Why? What, what are you seeing there? I oh, know. I was. I was just you know just thinking like obviously when Harry Grant will come on the field, you'd probably have to assume by that point um, that their starting front rowers will be off, and I, I just. You know, Pat Carrigan and Lindsay Collins, both solid front rowers. But, you know, if you were to bring Harry Grant on with, you know, if they had Ryan Madison on their <coughs> side, just the amount of momentum that he mm. generates to get off, off the back of him. Um, yeah, I, I still think Nanai's a very interesting one. I don't yeah, know how they're going to use a him. a wild card for me. I agree. I don't know where it's going to be injected or... I don't even it, know what to be scared of with Nanai. Yeah, like honestly. It could be anything. Yeah, because he could be catching bombs, crossfield kicks. Sl- Slater did sound 360 that he's not here to play games. They'll just be... He was talking about Hunt and Grant, but he's, he's just like, I'm not here to play games. They're, they are where they are. Really? So, yeah, yeah. I like that shit. Um, look, really, really interesting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.